Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan, and we are back with Rob Yates, Communications Director of the North Carolina Libertarian Party, and Dee Watson, Political and Policy Director for the Libertarian Libertarian Party of North Carolina. It is an honor and privilege to have you both as guests on Freedom Forum Radio. Well, you know, it, it's kind of interesting is that you mentioned something that, that I'm very, very aware of and that I, I speak about often, and, and that is that when people go to the polls, they usually have one or two uh, agendas in their mind. Agenda is not a good word there, but they have one or two things that are really, really important to them. But they also have a lot of secondary, the secondary items that are that are important, that, but they're not at the top of the list. So if I were running, if I were running for office in that kind of a situation. Uh, and I knew I couldn't really do well for one reason or another with their primary goals. There are plenty of secondary goals that you can talk about where you have common ground with people who might understand that you would be a better choice. I mean, that's that's really the key of it. And making the common ground matter too, I think. So like, how many politicians make decisions or vote for policy based on the actual will of the people. I, I've, I've seen this, um, surveys and polls, and I don't know how scientific they are, so I can't speak to it 100%, but it says about 30% of an average politician's decision at a state house or federal level align with the actual polling in terms of what issues matter to their constituency. And I, I was honestly surprised it was even 30%, although those numbers tend to hold up no matter what other variables you put in. So it's like there's a 30% overlap and that's why politicians push certain policies. And it has nothing to do with what the people say. It's just, that's what happens to overlap. Meanwhile, you look at, there's a video and this is, this is before John Oliver kind of went off the deep end. It became a a bit of a, a leftist cheerleader in my mind, but the first few seasons of John Oliver's show were pretty funny and entertaining. And he did an episode on, the influence of lobbyist groups. And of course we have Alec and Acorn were like the two big for the left and the right a few years ago. So there was a a state representative in Minnesota who was accused of being totally bought and sold by Alec. And he denied it all. 
And his counterpart, the Democrat who was calling him out for it, was like, well, then why did you circulate this bill still on Alec letterhead? And the guy couldn't even hit copy and paste and put it on his own letterhead. And he just didn't care. He he just sent this bill out. None of these, what, what I think this comes down to fundamentally, and for like one of the things that just drives every libertarian I've ever met crazy is people vote for their party and assume that the person they're voting for is going to do something with their best interest in mind. But we're not even having a policy debate. It's it's a, it's a frivolous debate. You know, what is what is the best way to have a tax system or a progressive tax system? How should we approach healthcare? They don't care. They have big money donors that are telling them how to vote and they push those policies and that's how they line up. Well, you know, you're so, talking about something that is really at the crux of what is wrong today uh, in our government. And that is the effect of money, lobbyists and and donors. Because you take simple things like, why would someone spend $90 million to elect a senator whose salary is 175000 a year? Do you know what they spent in 2020 in North Carolina? No. What? Four, $480 million. Well, I was to. thinking of Susan Collins in Maine. But, okay, okay. But so I, that's why I pulled that number out. So when you see that kind of disparity between the amount of money spent and the amount of money earned, it should become apparent to everyone that what has happened is we've reached a point of corruption where every decision or virtually every decision that an elected official makes is based not upon any principle at all, other than who has purchased access. And that's what we're dealing with now. We're dealing with the ultra-wealthy people purchasing access to the wheels of government. And that's Absolutely. why the train that's why the train is off the tracks. So I mean I think that's it spot on. And that's the libertarian answer to that is if you don't give these elected officials the power to drive those changes, then it doesn't matter. They can take all the money they want. If they can't push policies that infringe on our rights for their benefit, it's irrelevant. That's that's a big jump, and it's something we struggle with. So that's coming back to what you said about sort of this common ground with your fellow voters. If we could at least get a system in where we were holding officials accountable at the ballot box for acting on specific policies that matter to the individual voter, it's a step in the right direction. It's them It's them starting to fear the voter again because they don't. They they know who's getting elected most of the time beforehand and they gerrymandered to swing it more their way so that they can go to their donors and say, Hey, I'm even more likely to be able to push this policy you want. So give me some more money. So let me ask you, D um, we've talked, we're talking really about voting, voting ways of voting and voting and ballot access and things like that. Um. One thing that you hear uh, some people talk about different ways of voting, like range voting and things like that, which I don't think have a chance of ever being adopted. But on the other hand, there are people who criticize small parties because they feel they um, they sway the outcome by taking small percentages of votes away from one or one individual in a tight race. And we actually did see that to some degree, uh, you know, this past uh, election, maybe in Georgia, in Georgia, for instance, where the outcome would have been different 
if the Libertarian Party hadn't had one or two percent. So what is your feeling about that? Well, first of all, I actually don't think that we are uh, doing that because Libertarians tend to pull from both parties. So it's very unlikely that that's happening, actually. Um, So people should feel confident voting for Libertarians. When my husband and I, before we were Libertarians, we often voted Libertarian, but one of us was a Democrat and one of us was a Republican, and we would just both vote Libertarian because otherwise we would have split our vote. Um, But there's the solution is ranked choice voting. If Democrats and Republicans are really afraid of that, ranked choice voting is now feasible due to computer algorithms. And with ranked choice voting, where you get to rank, you know, so you could say, well, I'm going to vote for the Libertarian first and then the Republican second. And then if the Libertarian loses, your vote would go to the Republican. Um, so that kind of ranked choice voting would solve the problem if it's actually of concern. And I'm all for that. And I think that that would actually help the party. Um, And if Republicans and Democrats really fear that we're stealing their votes, ranked choice voting is the answer, not not preventing us from getting on the ballot. You you wanted to say something, Rob, I could tell. No, I I was emphatically agreeing. Um, I don't know that some of these things that we like to discuss as policy solutions like ranked choice voting or another one that I find very interesting is term limits. I don't know if that's a long-term answer. Like there are there are structural problems that probably need to be addressed, but I think ranked choice voting is the single best thing we could do very quickly to start to, to at least slow the tide or turn things in the other direction. And so that is that is where you vote. You 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 don't actually vote for one person. You rank the people you're voting for. Isn't that the way it works? Correct. And so you you could like you said you could vote libertarian. Like, but you're worried that you're going to keep the Republican out of office. So then you put the Republican second. So if the Libertarian doesn't win, your vote goes to the Republican. So that is a, a completely, obviously, completely different system of voting. Do you have any idea what it would take to have that be a reality? Uh, I'm sure it's probably, I mean, that could be something that would happen at more local levels. Uh, I guess that would have to be first, wouldn't you think? Alaska just did it, right, dude? Alaska's done it and Maine's done it. And one of the problems in North Carolina is they tried to do something similar in the judges race at one point and they didn't have the computer analytics set up. So you have to have the, but so it used to be a very difficult thing to implement, but computers have gotten better as time went on. And um, now you can, you know, we actually use it internally within our party. It's a very simple thing. This is Dr. Dan, and we are back with Rob Yates, Communications Director of the North Carolina Libertarian Party, and Dee Watson, Political and Policy Director for the Libertarian Libertarian Party of North Carolina. It is an honor and privilege to have you both as guests on Freedom Forum Radio. So if, if I were, let's say, if I were uh, wanted to run for office as a libertarian, okay, in North Carolina. Uh, I imagine the first thing I'd have to do is join the Libertarian Party. Then what would I do? What would I have to do thereafter? Let's say I wanted to run for, I don't know, the the state house or governor of North Carolina or something. So, like 
D can answer this question better than I can, but the first thing I would recommend is pouring a strong drink. Um. <laughs> so it depends what you're running for. I actually encourage people to run locally, but no matter what office you want to run for, I actually encourage people to contact the Libertarian Party, particularly if it's a partisan race. We actually try to minimize primarying. So when I went to run, I actually wanted to run for House 49. There were two other libertarians who were trying to run for the same house. None of us primaried each other. I ended up running for Senate 16 and another person ran for soil and water. So we're actually, we don't have a lot of resources. So we actually try to minimize primarying um, and, and we just do it collegially. There's no requirement though. Anybody could run for anything. Um, we are still under the same legal restrictions as the Republicans and Democrats. So in other words, you you would file for the office, you would say you were a libertarian, you'd pay the fee, whatever the fee would be. And what that does is it takes you out of the primary system for the reds and the and the blues, right? That that's correct. But I would actually encourage you before you pay the fee to go to your local party and talk to them about what you're interested in running for. Um, so if you're in Wake County or Mecklenburg, you would contact the Mecklenburg and Wake County party. If you're in an unaffiliated county, um, you would call me at the state party. And we basically will just have a conversation with you. We also can give you some guidance. We uh, know the election laws a little better. We want to connect people. Um, with calendars, we want to connect people just with communication with other candidates so you're not missing stuff. Um, and also, you need a treasurer in the state, and we want to make sure that you're meeting your filing requirements long term. And we want to talk to you about the different ways you can run. And it and the answers are going to depend on the kind of race, a partisan race. Even in these nonpartisan races, we still want to be contacted, and there's still some support. So. so we've covered a lot of the issues in terms of the actual running for office and, and all that kind of stuff. But what the Libertarian Party is really all about is a set of principles. And I think that's what we really need to to talk about at length. Uh, you know, so I'm going to ask you, Rob, to start by picking out some of the items on the party platform and what I, what I think we need to understand is how do libertarians solve the problems that we are facing? What is, what is it about libertarian principles that, that give us a better solution to those problems? So I actually, I love the way you frame that question, um, both in regard to how we are principles-based. Like one of our sort of mottos is principle over party. Uh, whereas you will see Republicans and Democrats sell out what are supposed to be principles. And I mean, not not to go too far off track, but just like look at look at when Donald Trump came in, all of a sudden the Democrats were pro free trade and the Republicans weren't. I, I mean, just like that, because Donald Trump wanted to to put tariffs up with China. So there's there's not principles there. It is party first. So we're principles over party where we have. A lot of work to do, I think, is in messaging around the second thing you said, which is solutions. Um, I think we recognize that, like, you leave us alone, we'll leave you alone is not necessarily the most effective way to message things like how do you solve, you know, rising crime problems. Um, and, and so we do need to 
do a better job explaining exactly how it works out and what to expect. And I think, again, still sort of 35,000 foot view, we have an opportunity to make inroads with messaging there because the Republicans and the Democrats put forward some sort of policy. Uh, even at the state level, it tends to have some degree of pork or extra things tacked onto it. It's it's for their donors. And they just tell you, we need to do this because, and then they list out some problem whether it's fabricated or exaggerated or an actual problem. And they're just telling you, this is the problem and we have the only solution, but there's no steps. There's no investigation of the downside. So we uh, we get a lot of people who want to argue with us like, oh, the libertarian philosophy is this pipe dream utopian philosophy. And like, it absolutely isn't. Everything is personal responsibility and hard work and accountability and and sort of learning from the lessons and then letting that shape what you do next. But I do recognize the difficulty in conveying that as a message for people looking for solutions. So coming to solutions, I mean, I don't know. We, uh, I think D and I can actually talk platform pretty well. Um, is there a particular? I have, I have it pulled up on my screen too. But is there a specific one you're interested in diving into? Because we well, we do this a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's important that you decide what you want to talk. Do you know what you know what the issues are that we're facing in this nation so, today? And so, talk to us because a lot of people will be listening. They want to know what does the Libertarian Party offer in terms of solutions to the things that are troubling me. Uh, I have a whole list of things that are in your in the P- Libertarian Party platform, but I think it would be best for you to just select what is it that you think people are most worried about, and how would you approach those issues to solve them in a way that's satisfactory. So, so I think uh, after you do. Uh, so one thing for me is um, the Libertarians have always believed in bodily autonomy. And part of that platform is the legalization of drugs. This actually, when I heard Harry Brown speak eons ago, this actually really bothered me about libertarians. And this was the one thing that kept me out of the party because I'm incredibly adverse to the idea of using recreational drugs, personally speaking. And this really bothered me. And then eventually I heard somebody say, you know, I heard that Ron Paul moment where it was like, you know, are you going to start doing crack just because you can? And of course I'm not, you know, this is just my right. Like who enforces it? I'm not going to do any recreational drugs. The idea that I own my own body is so ingrained in libertarians. To me, this didn't seem like an important thing until COVID happened and I didn't want to get a vaccine. And I looked at data, I had clinical trials experience and all of a sudden I didn't want my children to get a vaccine. I didn't want to get a vaccine. When we say you own your own body, it's your body and you decide what drugs go in it, that also gives you the right to keep drugs out of it. And for me, who believes in more natural solutions, this became a the the part of our platform that bothered me the most became to me the most important aspect of it. And I'd been voting libertarian for, you know, decades, but when this happened, I became really active in the party and it really lit a fire under me. Um, So it, the thing you have to remember about the platform is a lot of times people are advocating for some government solution, but libertarians, we're not advocating so much for government solutions we're advocating for our ability to make our own decisions. And that's through the, every aspect of the platform. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. 
Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Everything, everything, everything. 